I'm Joanne Gallagher, host of the Think Future podcast. This week, we're talking to Jerusha Beresford of the Australian Steel Institute, or ASI, representing the Australian steel industry on sustainability matters. Jerusha also managed the development and implementation of the Steel Sustainability Australia, or SSA, certification program, a best practice sustainability assessment scheme for steel companies. You can find out more about that on their website, www.steelsustainability.com.au. This podcast is brought to you by Arcans, a global leader pioneering solutions and services to the AEC and manufacturing industries to support digital transformation for the built environment and smart manufacturing. Visit Arcons.net to learn more about how Arcons are helping organizations design, build and solve through digitalization. From Arcons to you, welcome to our Think Future podcast series. Each week, we'll share conversations with industry leaders from around the world to find out how they're thinking future. Subscribe to Archon's Think Future for access to more episodes, interviews, and profiles. Jerusa Beresford is the Sustainability Manager for the Australian Steel Institute. With 17 years' experience across finance, property, and research industries, Jerusha endeavours to use her skills in project and operations management, strategic delivery, and communication to promote and progress sustainable development within Australia. Jerusa holds a Bachelor of Science and is currently undertaking a Master's in Sustainable Development. Welcome to the program, Jerusha. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Jerusha, you have experience working in property management, health and safety operations, as well as academia. This is an interesting mix. Can you please walk us through your career path and education and tell us what inspired you to work for the Australian Steel Institute? Yeah, of course. I started my career in facilities management in in property, which was great experience, um, and then moved through operational property management, focusing more on health and safety. And then when I was on maternity leave, I wanted to kind of use my skills to move into the sustainability space. So that's when I uh, got a job in academia working at Macquarie University uh, in a sustainability role there where I was setting up some research centres around uh, the renewable energy space and smart green cities. And then from there, I moved into this role at the Australian Steel Institute. And why does a sustainability person want to work in steel? I always get asked that question. Basically, I just think that wherever there is a need, I will be there. So obviously, sustainability is a massive focus in, in manufacturing at the moment, especially in steel. So I just wanted to go where all the action was. So here I am. That's very interesting. And could you tell us a little bit more about the Masters in Sustainable Development that you're studying or have you completed it already? I'm still uh, undergoing my Masters in Sustainable Development. So yeah, that was just, even though I'm working in sustainability, I think it's really important to get that the educational background in there. So I just find it really interesting. It's a, it's a good uh, course that mixes sus- the broad aspects of sustainability across all industries but yeah, it's just really getting into the the circular economy and all those mega trends that are coming to sustainability and getting that contextual understanding of it. And does it cross whole systems thinking? Does it go into that in your course? Yeah, whole systems thinking has come into has come into sustainability. Some of the subjects in in that course for sure. Yeah, because agree, sustainability is all about systems thinking and seeing things as systems and breaking them down and and seeing how we can become more sustainable as a a society for sure. 
So you're working for the Australian Steel Institute. When did you start working for them? And tell us a bit more about who they are and why they exist. Sure. So I started working for the Australian Steel Institute or ASI in January 2022. So coming up to two years ago now. The ASI is the nation's peak body for the steel industry in Australia. So we represent the uh, entire supply chain from manufacturing mills right through to the end users of steel in building and construction. We have about 6,000 members over 600 companies, and they include uh, steel manufacturers or producers, structural steel fabricators, steel detailers, engineers, architects, constructors, as well as students as well. It sounds like the whole system, anyone that needs steel is included. Is that right? Yeah, exactly. Just anyone that uses steel or makes steel or does anything to steel um, will accept those people into our membership. And we're really about capacity building within the steel industry through education, compliance, advocacy with government, those types of things. So Jerusha, you were hired by the Australian Steel Institute to create a new program. Can you tell us what that program is and and what's happening with it now? Sure. So I came on board at the ASI to uh, develop or upgrade an existing sustainability program that the ASI had been running. So the Steel Sustainability Australia program is a certification program that engages the entire steel supply chain to comply with best practice sustainable operations in sustainable manufacturing and processing. So it's really um, looking at certifying the downstream steel fabricators and manufacturers that manufacture the finished products of steel going into buildings or other assets. Um, The ASI did run uh, another program called the Environmental Sustainability Charter, Uh, And that had been running for for 10 years, but it was really purely focused on environmental management only. And as sustainability is so fast moving, obviously sustainability is branched out to a lot of these different areas now, including social requirements and and decarbonisation requirements. So there was really a need for ASI to review the old program, bring it up to uh, modern times. So yeah, so my role was to develop this new program in consultation with with the steel industry and with our consultants, ThinkStep ANZ. And so we developed um, a new, um, I guess, broader program to really assess sustainability from that ESG type space, environmental social governance, um, and also to create a program for one, for the steel, for steel users in the construction industry to identify more sustainable steel providers and suppliers, but also to give the means for our members, our steel fabricators and processors to to actually show what they're doing in sustainability and, and have some credentials backing them up so that when they um, go to clients, they can say, um, you know, we're, we're certified to this program and we can assist you in getting Green Star points for your project as well. So what is the role of the government in this process? I guess the, the government um, has, have their own sustainability targets, uh, like private organisations do t- as well. So uh, they have their own net zero targets for their building projects, as well as other sustainability related targets. So I guess the way that government falls into this is if they specify SSA certification for their steel suppliers, that can help them meet their targets relating to sustainability within their projects. That's very interesting, Jerusha. Can you tell us more about your collaboration uh, partners and when the program was actually launched? Sure. So um, we held quite a lengthy stakeholder consultation 
process with developing this program. We wanted to make sure it was fit for purpose for the steel industry, but we also wanted to make sure that the program was robust enough to fit into the Green Star requirements under the Green Building Council's rating tools. The GBCA or the, the Green Building Council of Australia were definitely a partner in this, in this program. Um, we've developed the program so that it actually corresponds to their responsible product program whereby uh, certification to certain levels in SSA achieve certain responsible product values in the Green Star system. So the responsible product values or the responsible product program is all about how the Green Building Council rate or see building materials as sustainable or not. Yeah, that was a new program that they came out with recently as well. Isn't that right? Exactly right. So the Green Building Council had the as the design and as-built Green Star rating tool running for years and they they upgraded it in 2020 to um, a new green star rating tool called green star buildings which is underpinned by this this new responsible product program thank you for telling us about that how many steel suppliers are engaged with the certification process thus far yeah well we've been running for just over a year now and within that time we've already had uh, 70 odd steel facilities go through um, the sort of the application process. So all of those 70 odd sites are at varying stages of certification. Some are, have already gone through their audit and are certified and others are still on the journey. So it's been actually a massive uptake uh, in, in the last 12 months, which is great. That's great news. Yes, everyone's on a different trajectory and pace. So within the broader construction industry, how is this program being received? Yeah, we've definitely had a lot of interest in the Steel Sustainability Australia program. Um, we've held briefings with uh, government departments and, and constructors and other groups in the construction industry, and everyone is really interested in learning more about it. And um, we've also had a couple of groups say that they are going to specify it in their procurement uh, plans purely because everyone is really looking for more sustainable building materials to reach their own goals. So yeah, I would say the interest has been quite high. Sounds like it's a game changer. Are you measuring it in any particular way? I definitely think it's been a game changer within the steel industry. One of the, um, one of the biggest things that we actually assess is where is the steel coming from? So what mill uh, are the steel fabricators or processors purchasing their steel from? And this is really something that I think people are paying more attention to now. Constructors don't want the worst emitting steel ending up in their projects. So we've really tried to focus on that as a, um, a focal point in this program to make sure that the, the, the certified suppliers are actually sourcing steel from responsible sources that are decarbonising. Um, they have active plans in place to decarbonise and that they're actually looking at their you know, social aspects like modern slavery and things like that as well. So I would say that um, that's probably the biggest game changer in this space. So you touched on procurement there a little bit earlier. What is the, you know, the demand for these products? Do you have any idea? Yeah, I think the demand for uh, more sustainable or lower carbon building materials is, is definitely on the rise within the construction industry. Everybody has their own net zero targets uh, coming from, of course, the government's policies, but of course, we've got private companies as well making their own targets in, in this space. So really, uh, there's a lot of pressure, I would say, on on um, building materials like steel and concrete that do have that high level of embodied carbon in buildings. 
And so, yeah, the, the demand is definitely on the rise. I just want to dig into the um, definition of green steel and the demand for green steel in the global market. Could you explain a bit about that? Sure. Great question. We get we get that one a lot. There's definitely a demand for, um, I'm going to use the terminology, more sustainable building materials. The green steel is, uh, hasn't, the term green steel hasn't actually been defined globally as yet. Because what do people mean when they say green steel? Do they mean net zero steel or do they mean zero carbon steel? Do they mean low carbon steel? So at the moment, there's no global definition of what green steel actually means. Do we mean no carbon steel? Do we mean low carbon steel? So all the steel manufacturing mills around the world are at differing levels of decarbonisation. And um, there is actually not one steel mill that can produce, I would say, green steel on a on a large scale yet, uh, if green steel means no, no carbon steel. So we like to use the term low carbon steel. We'll be back to the conversation in just a minute. In the meantime, here's a little more about Arcans. Arcans has a mission to advance the efficiency, quality and profitability of project outcomes for its customers by providing best-in-class technology and services. Are you looking for a digitalization and sustainability-focused partner to help you achieve your goals? Join the thousands of AEC and manufacturing customers globally who have turned to our cons to start their journey toward a better built environment and smarter manufacturing. With more than 50 locations around the world, our cons can connect you to the right technologies and expertise so you can improve your competitive position and increase profitability. Arcons has an industry expert to help you navigate the best pathway forward wherever you are on your digitalization and sustainability journey. Visit arcons.net to find out more. Jerusha, so going back to the certification process, can you please explain the difference between the different levels of certification, level one, etc.? Yeah, of course. So we created the program to have different levels really to cater for the differing steel companies and where they might be on their certification journey. So level one is the most basic level of certification uh, and that requires compliance to the least amount of indicators. Um, And that's looking at things like, does this company have good governance systems, management systems in place? Do they have a good environmental management system and are they enacting that at their facility? Uh, it's also looking at OHS management. Are they looking after their staff from a health and safety perspective, but also, you know, um, those of their suppliers? And it's also, of course, looking at where they're getting their steel from and are they getting that steel from a responsible source? So that's level one. And then the levels build on that. The, le- the level 2A, level 2B, and level 3, they build on that level one certification and they require compliance to other indicators such as. Do you have an environmental product declaration for some of the products you manufacture? Do you have modern slavery statements in place? So it really, uh, as the levels go up, it builds and builds on the on the indicators that we assess to. So level three is an aspirational level of certification, I would say, and that gets you the most amount of points in the Green Star system. So at the moment, level three certification to SSA gets you 17 responsible product values in the Green Star system. And level one um, gets you a RPV of four. So, and then the level twos are in between 
that range. So this is all explained on your website, I presume. And of course, so when you see level three certified, you understand what that means. And is there a directory that explains who's certified to what level? There is. Yes, our website is very um, prescriptive and you can go to www.steelsustainability.com.au and you'll find there's actually an online um, supplier listing of all the suppliers that are undergoing certification and where they're at and what level they are actually certifying to. That's a very useful tool to have. Jerusha, since carbon emissions are such a big factor in today's world, then how are they assessed? Yeah, great question. You're right. Obviously, there's massive focus on decarbonisation at the moment across the board, especially for building materials. So we wanted to make sure that the program does assess that in some ways. The way that we assess decarbonisation within or, or reducing carbon emissions within SSA, it really comes into that steel supply indicator. So we're looking at where are the steel fabricators getting their steel from, where are they procuring their steel from, and are they procuring it from a responsible source? Because really the impact of carbon emissions is at that raw or primary steel manufacturing end. Uh, steel fabricators, of course, have a role to play in reducing their emissions, and that's also very important. But because the, the majority of the impact is, is upstream at the steel mill end, we want to make sure that those steel fabricators under our program are procuring from, from those mills that are actually doing their bit to decarbonise. So you can be assured that when you're using SSA certified steel suppliers, you can be assured that they're getting their steel from not the worst emitting plants around the world and thereby the steel that they're providing to you is is at the lower end in terms of carbon emissions used during steel making. I noticed from your website that you assess resource management. Could you explain that in terms of the levels for certification a little bit more? Yes, we do look at resource management. Um, that indicator is really looking about how the steel fabricator or processor is uh, addressing their waste management. Positive waste management is a great way to reduce emissions, but also just run businesses more efficiently and save costs. Uh, so that is definitely an important indicator of this program. And that, of course, um, feeds into the broader um, principle of circular economy, which is really important for the construction industry right now. Of course, circular economy goes way beyond waste management, but um, that's where we're trying to kind of get the steel industry to look to look at is to try and uh, I guess progress to to circular economy. I mean steel as a as a material has already been participating in the circular economy due to its highly recyclable nature. It's actually the most recyclable material in the world um, and all of our steel manufacturers and steel fabricator members recycle their steel scrap in their manufacturing operations, which is great. so we're already doing that. Um, and of course, this reduces the amount of energy required to manufacture new steel. So it's reducing the emissions intensity of steel making, which is really important. And that's a, a really great, I guess, um, step change whilst we're waiting for, um, for greener technologies to come into play for steel manufacturing. Recycling scrap uh, is a great step in that decarbonisation journey. Um, but, you know, if you're looking at the hierarchy of circular economy principles, or sometimes referred to as the four R's, being reduce, reuse, recycle, and remanufacture, recycling is not really the first priority. So if we're looking at um, reducing emissions, there's actually enormous potential in reducing emissions and, and having a more positive impact on the environment 
uh, if we actually reduce the amount of primary steel being manufactured in the first place and reuse old steel in new buildings or other or other built assets due to steel's strength and longevity it can actually be reused again and again uh, provided the grade and quality of the steel can be tracked throughout its life cycle so it's um, definitely a, a Circular economy and the reuse of steel is definitely a massive lever that I think we should lean on whilst we are decarbonising. Another R that I like to emphasise is relates to design. It's redesign. Yes. Redesign for assembly or disassembly, which is um, a mega trend around the world. And Australia is a little bit on the back foot there. Can you go into that assembly disassembly idea in the steel industry, please? I completely agree. Yes, design for disassembly. I think that's um, somewhere we all need to head to. And you're right. I think globally they've um, they've started on that journey, and the ASI are actually looking to learn from from what those other countries are doing in design for disassembly when it comes to steel. But you're right. It's really I think it's the pinnacle of enabling a circular economy in the built environment because if we can design for steel structures to be dis- disassembled and reused for another purpose at the end of their life. This would dramatically reduce carbon emissions. So there's actually a really great case study that in this, within Australia that shows that this can be done. Mantina were actually asked by uh, the Australian government to deliver a medical facility in response to the COVID pandemic. And so one of the key priorities in that project was to actually create a hospital that could be deconstructed at the end of its use um, and, and reused elsewhere. So the team at Mantina made that happen and used the steel fabricators Oztrust to actually uh, design uh, a hospital that could be, one, erected in, in record time. They actually built it in 36 days and also then deconstructed when it was no longer required. So I believe the, um, the ACT government is deciding where that building should be reused at the moment, um, but it's just great to show that it can be done. And it has been done, and um, what a great way to to reduce emissions, but also reduce the the use of our natural resources. What are the challenges or the barriers in the steel industry for designing for disassembly? Yeah, I think look, definitely design for disassembly is somewhere we want to head to, but of course there are some challenges to to overcome. I think material traceability is probably the biggest challenge we'll have to overcome to be able to design for disassembly at la- on a large scale. Obviously, if we're going to put steel elements together and know that they're going to be dissembled at some stage and reused in other buildings, we need to ensure the integrity of those steel members throughout its whole life cycle. And to be able to do that, we need the um, traceability, the material traceability frameworks in place to be able to do that. And that's actually a project that the ASI has committed to working on over the next 12 months. We'll be looking at actually creating a framework of um, a traceability framework for the whole steel industry to uptake so that we can start really looking at this and progressing this design for disassembly concept. So you mentioned a very interesting project that ASI are working on. Could you tell us more about the scope of that project? Sure. So yeah, the traceability project is really about setting a framework for steel industry members to go by in terms of traceability. So no matter what technology steel companies might use for the traceability of their steel materials, 
uh, we really just want to put out there a standardised set of uh, rules or concepts that they can follow to ensure that uh, the, the correct data is actually being collated, uh, no matter what technology or service or, or database that uh, steel companies choose to use. Makes a lot of sense. We're coming to the very end now of the conversation, Jerusa, and I'd like to know, I always ask our guests, when they think future, what excites them the most? So when you think future about the steel industry in Australia, what excites you the most? I really think what inspires me most is the potential for our built environment to actually be climate positive rather than being climate negative or, or neutral. I really think we need to transition to this way of thinking, to this way of operating, and and really we've got to stop overproducing and over-manufacturing and think smarter as to how we can actually, you know, better value our, our existing resources and reuse them where possible. You know, we're all living organisms as part of the, the larger living ecosystem of the planet, so I'm really just excited about the fact that we can we can start to work with it more rather than against it. Thank you so much, Jerusha, for your time and telling us about what the Australian Steel Institute is doing. And it just gives me a lot of confidence in the future when we have people like yourselves who are really leading the change in, in a holistic way. So thank you for being on the program and we look forward to hearing from you again. No problem. Thanks so much for having me. This podcast was brought to you by our cons. Arcons is leading the digital transformation of the AEC and manufacturing industries by providing best-in-class technology solutions from world-leading partners and their own in-house development software from the Arcons B Smart portfolio for building, infrastructure and manufacturing. Arcons is a company that cares about creating and building a better world. Together, we are working with industry and environmental experts providing forums and platforms through our Archons Think community to create conversations that matter to our future generations. We invite you to join in the conversation and participate in our Think community. So like and subscribe to Think Future to stay up to date with the latest innovations and conversations as we advance the digital journey for AEC and manufacturing around the world. You can download our podcasts at archons.net or from your favorite podcast platform. From Archon's Think Future, thanks for listening.